This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Wednesday the 6th of April. In your Squiz today, the US weighs in on the China-Solomon Islands deal. Ukraine calls for Russia to be expelled from the UN Security Council. Elon Musk buys into Twitter. And loving vanilla. This is your Squiz today. The potential security pact between China and the Solomon Islands continues to make waves in discussions about regional security, with Admiral Samuel J. Paparo, the commander of the US Pacific Fleet, saying it's a concern for the US as well. It's a pretty rare foray from the US into diplomatic relations in this region. Now, we spoke a bit about the deal last week, but let's just get our bearings here again, Eliza. This all has to do with a deal that could significantly increase China's military presence in the South Southwest Pacific, aka our neck of the woods. Yeah, that's right. So a draft of the deal was leaked on Twitter recently, and the Solomon's PM, Manase Sogavare, confirmed he is poised to sign it. And he said that it would allow China to deploy troops and police to the Solomon's to protect its financial interests. So, for instance, they own a big gold mine there, amongst other things. And it would also allow Chinese warships to stop over during naval exercises. So in terms of this security pact and the criticism surrounding it, Sogavare really defended his country's right to diversify the country's diplomatic relationships beyond Australia and New Zealand. And he said he found it very insulting to be branded as unfit to manage his own sovereign affairs. The fear, of course, is that China will set up a permanent military base there just 2,000 kilometres from Australia. And that's of concern to Australia, to New Zealand and also now to the US. So we'll see what the reaction is to those comments today from the Admiral. They also come as Australia makes some big defence moves in light of the global security climate. Yeah, so yesterday, Peter Dutton, our Defence Minister, announced a $3.5 billion weapons upgrade that would give us long-range missile strike capabilities sooner than planned, so that would come in by 2024. Overnight, PM Scott Morrison sat down with his AUKUS counterparts, that's America and Britain, about getting our hands on some hypersonic missiles that can travel about 2,000 kilometres. Larissa, I think we're all going to have to skill up on our missile chat discussion, (laughs) Uh, but it's all part of the concern about the broader security situation. The US Admiral Paparo said he always operates under the notion that there's the potential of conflict within our region within the next couple of years because of the incredible unpredictability of events something we're seeing playing out in Europe right now, of course, with the situation in Ukraine. But just looping back around to the Solomon Islands, it is the topic of our Shortcuts podcast this week, so we'll have you covered for a bit more of the context and the backstory to the situation there, so stand by for that one. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky has addressed the UN Security Council, calling for Russia to be expelled as a member state over allegations of war crimes being committed. It was a very passionate speech, Eliza. It was. He took aim at the UN for failing to stop the war or take greater action to help it end sooner. And he said that by having Russia on the Security Council, it gave them a right to sow death and he really wants to revoke their membership. Um, As you mentioned, it was an impact 
impassioned speech, sometimes angry. Uh, perhaps not surprising when you think about the fact that he toured that town of Butcher yesterday where these alleged war crimes took place. He said that the Russians killed and raped locals just for pleasure. And he went on to play some graphic video of what happened to Ukrainian civilians in that town. He went on to call for greater action. He said, quotes, do you think that the time of international law is gone? If your answer is no, then you need to act immediately. The UN now estimates that 7.1 million people have been displaced by the war since it started a little over a month ago. Back home and tragedy has unfolded for a British family on holiday in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales. A father and son have been killed while the mother and another brother were seriously injured. The daughter escaped unharmed after a landslide hit the family while they were bushwalking. They were bushwalking near the popular tourist area of Wentworth Falls on Monday when this landslide occurred. Uh, now the 15-year-old girl, she called for help and when it arrived, paramedics had to treat her mum and her 14-year-old old brother for significant head and abdominal injuries before they could even be winched out uh, from the mountains and then flown onto hospital for treatment and they remain in a critical condition. Now the girl herself was able to walk out unharmed and she's now been treated for shock. Police are working with the British consulate to get family members over from the UK to help her and the remaining family members. They really praised her for her bravery and composure in contacting them and getting help to the mum and brother so quickly. As for the wider area, there are ongoing concerns about landslides with more wet weather on the way. All but two lookouts in the Blue Mountains National Park will be closed now to the public from 9am today. Billionaire Elon Musk has now become the largest shareholder of social media platform Twitter after buying a 9% stake. He's a busy man, Eliza. He certainly is. Tesla, SpaceX, now Twitter. Uh, that's about a $3 billion US investment. And the company's share price jumped 30% on the back of that news. Uh, it was also announced overnight that he'll join the board. But analysts say here it's less about the money and the financial investment and more about the influence. Because, of course, uh, Musk is an avid user of Twitter. And last month, he asked his followers whether they thought it encouraged free speech and the resounding response was no. Uh, So uh, analysts and legal experts say he's going to leverage his position and and perhaps make changes to the platform. There's even discussion of an edit button for tweets. (laughs) Yeah, if he can get an edit function happening on Twitter, I know that's something users have been begging for for a long time. It'll be interesting to see if he can make that happen. Getting a pet is a big decision for anyone. Along with that responsibility, of course, comes the decision about whether you'll start a social media account for them. A study in the US reckons as many as a third of pet owners get their furry friends on the gram, Eliza. So look, I'm the proud newish owner of rabbits. Uh, They do go on to Insta, (laughs) but with pictures of my kids, so they don't have their own account. But maybe I'm going to have to rethink this because as you mentioned, it's this huge trend. Uh, There's real money going into this. So some top pet influencers, would they be pet fluencers? I'm not sure yeah, what the right lingo is. 
<laughs> um, they've got millions of followers in the US and they make upwards of 15,000 US dollars for a single post on Instagram. So think here about like Grumpy Cat. Do you remember Grumpy mm, Cat yeah, from yeah, years yeah. ago? He had this famous sort of face-off with Carl Stefanovic on the Today Show, <laughs> which was actually very funny. I watched that again last night. Uh, but Grumpy Cat is thought to have been worth about 100 million US dollars before he died a couple of years ago. So, you know, if you're into it, get into it. <laughs> you can make the big bucks off your pet if you can just manage to crack their social media fame. If you need some famous ones to check out, Trotter Pup and Topher Brophy are pretty popular around the Squiz office. I'll put links to them in your episode notes. And just while we're on research studies, scientists have figured out the world's most popular scent, regardless of culture and location, and it's the humble, often called boring, vanilla. I'm not one of those people who classes boring. I, I'm probably up for some more <laughs> subtle scents than the really strong ones that often make me sneeze. Uh, but scientists from the University of Oxford and Karolinska Institute in Stockholm took 10 scents spanning the entire sphere of worldly odours. Uh, and they presented them to people from lots of different cultures. Uh, so they know that these groups grew up in very disparate areas, you know, from the rainforest to the mountains to the coast, and they wanted to know whether or not people like certain scents because of where they've grown up or their culture or whether they just go by things that smell nice. So the majority of respondents went to vanilla, closely followed by lavender. So that's probably me. Yeah, the thought is that people agree on what smells are nicer than others, regardless of geography or lifestyle. And they think that's because certain smells might be historically linked to an increased chance of survival. Seems everyone also wants to stay away from smells like decaying fish and sweaty feet. That makes a lot of sense to me. Thank you, science. That's about all from us today. More links and readings to all today's stories are in the Squiz Today newsletter. Head to thesquiz.com.au to get that in your inbox each morning. And of course, a quick plug for our newest newsletter, which we're so excited about. Politics Today covers all the news and goings on in politics. Like everything we do at the Squiz, it's agenda free, it's opinion free. With a fair bit going on in the world of politics right now, we'll have you up to date each weekday morning. Head to politicstoday.com.au au to get on board have a good wednesday we'll be back with you tomorrow we talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach but nordvpn can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.